Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. It cuts in over the line through the middle, makes a move. He'll go to the net. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Forces of evil playing each other tonight in the National Hockey League. Start of the second period, the Maple Leafs lead the Bruins 3-1. Yeah, you heard me, Shea Ganim. Also, early in the second period, Hurricanes and Lightning tied 1-1. After the first, the Panthers lead the Canadians 2-1. Huberto, 22nd of the season. Early second period, Penguins up 1-0 on the Rangers. And the Islanders lead the Blue Jackets 2-1. A few games coming up later on tonight, including... Western Conference Power Showdown. Avalanche taking on the Flames at 7 o'clock. The Avalanche without Nathan McKinnon for that game. Injury likely in a fight a couple days ago against Matthew Dumba. We'll discuss that as we move along tonight. Kelly Rudy is going to check in to uh, talk a little bit about the Battle of Alberta on Saturday and uh, McKinnon and star players getting involved in fights. I know Rob Brown and I discuss this sometimes, and Rob always says ultimately players want to stand up for themselves or or do things themselves. And in this case, McKinnon was reacting to a hit that Dumba laid on one of his teammates, Miko Rantanen. Uh, but he said ultimately star players want to prove that they can also not necessarily fight all the time, but that they can, you know, stand up for themselves in scrums and get involved. And that they're just not always going to wait for their buddies to come in and help them or do the uh, physicality for them. But of course, the other side of that is if you get fight, if you, if you get hurt in a fight or in some sort of combat, then your team is without you. And perhaps for an extended period of time. And uh, there is some concern here around Nathan McKinnon. I mean, would you want Leon Dreisaitl fighting? Would you want Connor McDavid fighting? Who, remember, did get hurt in a fight back in junior, long before he was uh, an Edmonton Oilers when he was playing for the Erie Otters. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has fought thrice in his career. Uh, you know, Darnell Nurse uh, doesn't fight a lot. Players you need on the ice here for the Oilers. I mean, Mike's, uh, here's the crazy thing. Most likely Oilers to get in a fight might be Mike Smith who will not be the goaltender tomorrow against the Los Angeles Kings. Jay Woodcroft said today after practice, it will be Miko Koskinen for that game. Furnace family orders hockey. Six o'clock for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 7.30. And you know the stakes in this one, such as they are. Second place in the division on the line. And as we move further along here, it becomes increasingly more likely that it will be an Edmonton-Los Angeles matchup in the first round. I know we still got a ways to go here. Orders with 15 games remaining. The Kings with 14 but Calgary pretty much out of reach 
at the top of the division. Vegas still hanging around, but the Oilers and the Kings have the advantage there. Um, so if the Oilers were to win tomorrow in regulation time, they would be in second place because they would have a better points percentage. Both teams would have 81 points, and they do play again next week. So these two head-to-head matchups could go a long way towards determining the playoff seating. Uh, the Kings, man, they got throttled last night. They had the ceremony before the game for Todd McClellan coaching game number 1,000. And I know he's probably not listening, but I'd like to personally congratulate Todd. Dealing with him while he was a, a was the coach of the Oilers, uh, I thought he was a very good coach here. I, I thought he was very professional to deal with and would always give you an extra minute or two if you needed to catch up and uh, talk off, the, off to the side about something. So congratulations to, to Todd. 31st coach to reach 1,000 games in the NHL. Pretty cool accomplishment. But the game, like I said, was not cool for the Kings. They wound up losing it 6-1 to the Seattle Kraken while the Oilers scored that 6-1 home ice win over the uh, very undermanned Arizona Coyotes. Tougher test for the Oilers tomorrow and then the St. Louis Blues on Friday. Games 2 and 3 of this three-game homestand. So I often refer to the website sportsclubstats.com. And that win by the Oilers improved their playoff probability by 8.7%. The Oilers now at 82.9% to make the postseason. I've often set 95 points as the threshold. The Oilers are at 79. Um, so, heck, can they uh, can they get eight more wins here? Can they get, you know, eight or nine more wins along the way? I think that's pretty likely again we'll have to see what the seating turns out to be but the order's in a really good situation quick side note here guys and gals i i gotta bring this up and i i don't know i'll kind of apologize in advance for those of you who are just thinking it's it's probabilities it's not reality it's it's speculation it's projection and i get all that because i I think that myself i mean you look at this and it's like okay well they're at 82.9 percent but it just means they have a good chance if they keep playing at the pace they're playing at. But I did find it interesting. And as I've mentioned, this is the website that they do billions of simulations of the remainder of the season. And for some reason, if you hover the mouse over a team's percentage, the mouse cursor, don't hover an actual mouse over your screen. That's not hygienic at all. If you hover the mouse cursor over the, the team's playoff percentage on the screen, it gives you the records of all in all these simulations that got the team into the playoffs. So, so for example, for the Oilers, there is, there is a very unlikely scenario that they could only win one game the rest of the way and still get into the playoffs. That's listed as a possible record to get them in again, extremely unlikely. So I hovered over the New Jersey devils and here's what this website <laughs> I, I, I find these numbers almost laughable because they're so large, they're in some ways uh, hard to comprehend. And, of course, I'm happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Uh, again, maybe you look at this, maybe you think I'm a little cuckoo when I'm talking about this stuff. But this website did almost 58 billion simulations of the rest of the NHL season. So after the final game ended last night, I, I assume they have a relatively quick, uh, quickly operating computer. Like probably they've probably upgraded from a 386 to a 486. That's how good their computer is. So they, they did five, 
1.78 billion simulations of the rest of the season. In all of those simulations, the New Jersey Devils made the playoffs once, and they had to go 16-0 and 0 to do it. So I'm telling you, Devils fans, you got a chance. It's one in 5.78 billion, and you have to go undefeated, but it's still possible. Anyway, for I guess it's just my how my brain works, but I, I find that highly amusing. A, that they do that many simulations, and that uh, the, the New Jersey Devils, according to this website, could still could still get in there. Does they, they got that one in 5.78 billion chance that they're going to make the playoffs. Anyway. Uh, that's my side note. So the Oilers and Kings coming up tomorrow here on 6:30. Chet, uh, Oilers have won seven straight home games. By the way, the record is nine games in a row, which they did in the stretch drive of the 16-17 uh, season, which was the first season ever inside Rogers place. And the coach for that season was Todd McClellan. It was his second year as the head coach of the Oilers. His first year, final year at uh, Rexall Place. Team still did not very good. Uh, McDavid, remember, missed about half the season with the collarbone injury. And then in 16-17, they broke the playoff drought. And McClellan was nominated for Coach of the Year. And the hope was that he was going to be here for a long time and uh, maybe take the team on some deep playoff runs. Didn't work out that way, but I think for some of the members of the Oilers who you would identify as core players, there is no doubt that Todd McClellan had a pretty major influence on them. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. I was very fortunate to, to play for Todd. He uh, let me grow through the, the ups and downs of the first few years in this league and, and uh, you know, showed a lot of trust and, and helped uh, help me along the way, him and him along with, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson and, and Trent Yanni when they were here too. So um, it was, uh, I was very fortunate to play for Todd and especially as my first coach. I always remember McClellan talking about Leon Dreisaitl when he was here and saying that, he would tell Leon, yes, we have Connor McDavid on the team, but you can be the first star in a game. And look, Dreisaitl's a highly skilled, highly confident individual. So I'm sure he was probably moving along that line anywhere. But I, I anyway, but I do think sometimes you have to hear it from somebody. And somebody who uh, is, is your coach or your mentor or somebody like that, maybe somebody has to plant the seed and say, look, you're really, really good, and I'm giving you permission to be great. You don't have to defer all the time. And I think Todd McClellan, too, had a major impact on Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I definitely think he helped my career, helped, my, uh, helped me grow into my game. Um, he uh, he, he kind of hounded on my two-way game for sure. And then uh, um, also kind of once I started to play a little more defensively, he said, you just, I mean, be a little more free, try to open open up a little bit more. I mean, uh, use your offensive instincts again. And uh, he, he really helped me out in, in that sense. And um, obviously a 1,000 games in, in the NHL is a, is a big accomplishment. So definitely happy for him. We had uh, some great years together. And obviously that one run that... Uh, uh, it was a lot of fun, so uh, it'll be good to see him tomorrow. 
All right, so that game coming up tomorrow at Rogers Place. Jay Woodcroft was here under Todd McClellan as an assistant. You know, the story went down to the farm, and uh, we'll have some quotes from Jay Woodcroft as we move along tonight, too. I also want to tell you, this is exciting, between 7 and 7.30 tonight, Dwayne De Rosario is going to be on the show, one of the all-time greats in Canadian soccer. He was the men's leading scorer until Kyle Laren passed him, and De Rosario was at the game on Sunday. Uh, he works with the National team great representative for soccer in our nation he was on the field part of the celebration after the game he's going to give us his insight into how Canada has been able to qualify how we've been able to become a pretty good team and I also want to let you know so the match tomorrow was against Panama now Canada has qualified but the way I understand it and I'm sure Dwayne will get into this as well this is not a nothing match. This is not Canada can just go out and throw their sneakers on the field and whatever doesn't qualify. The draw for the World Cup is on Friday. And I'm sure, sure for some of you, I, I know not all of you, but probably some of you, maybe you've never paid attention to a World Cup draw before. Well, they put the 32 teams into four pots and draw out of those pots. So if Canada beats Panama they're going to move up a tier and they'll be in pot three instead of pot four, which could potentially put them in a slightly easier group based on the world rankings. So you still want Canada to go out and get the win tomorrow, but Dwayne's going to tell us about that when he checks in between seven and seven thirty. Awesome to get him on the show. Okay. Seven, eight, zero, four, nine, six, zero, zero, six, three. I believe we got a gentleman or two on hold. I will get to you. I got to call a timeout first. It's inside sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Oilers and Kings tomorrow, Oilers and Blues on Friday, then it's off to California, Oilers and Ducks on Sunday. I believe Cam Moon will return to the play-by-play -play chair for that game in Anaheim. Uh, Mooner has uh, traveled off to Bakersfield to watch a couple of Condors games. Bob Stoffer has been uh, filling in, doing the play-by-play. -play. He and Rob are going to be back at it tomorrow to describe the action. U of A Golden Bears hockey team at Nationals. Uh, we're going to have Clayton Kirichenko, the captain of the Bears, on uh, a little bit later. Bears, the number one seed in the tournament. And, of course, this weekend at Savile Center, it's men's basketball Nationals with the Bears going in as the uh, host team, and we'll preview that later on in tonight's show as well. We will go to the Certainty Hotline. It is Sir Robert checking in. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed, how you doing? Good, my man. Well, I mean, I guess, uh, like, uh, what was your, uh, uh, or I guess, uh, I guess what I want to ask you is, uh, uh, what was the scenario that it gave for the Oilers to make the playoffs and only win one game? Because I didn't hear that part. Uh, it, it, it has on this website. Okay, so like New Jersey, this is a one in five point seven eight billion chance. In, in one of their simulations, the Oilers went 1-12-2 and, and still made the playoffs. I don't know how that would be possible, but I'll trust whatever supercomputer this... I assume that every team around the Oilers had to, had to have lost every East-West matchup and every Pacific Central matchup or something like that. So that was it. So like New Jersey getting in going 16-0, 1 in 5.78 billion, Sir Robert. So personally, I'm not too worried about it. Well, okay. Well, that's that's certainly 
Okay, that's okay. Well, 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 well I mean, I'll say, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll say this: the chances of uh, New Jersey going 16 and 0 are about as good as my chance of winning the Lotto Max. But, uh, but I mean, well, I think you have a better because aren't the lottery odds one in 14 million or something like that? This is one in 5.8 billion. So you actually do have a much better chance, <laughs> a much better chance well, of winning the lottery. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair. But, uh, but I mean, you know what? I guess. Uh, I want to touch quickly on, uh, I guess, on the game tomorrow. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, th- I think consider- considering I mean, considering what the Oilers have, I guess, this year, have been through COVID injuries and, you know, and, uh, you know, and having the coach fired, I think, you know what, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people at this point, you'd have said that they were going to go through all that and have 15 games left and have a chance in game 68 to tie for second place in their division. I think most people, including myself, would have taken that. So, I mean, uh, uh, you know, and as I said to you earlier, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the chances of catching, catching Calgary, I believe, are slim. Calgary would have to fall off a cliff. I've said that before. But, you know what, I, but, but, I mean, you know what, I like where they are. And, you know, I think tomorrow, I, I think tomorrow's going to be a really good game. Okay. Right on, sir, Robert. Thanks for checking in. Hope you have a pleasant evening. All right. All right. All right. Great. Thanks. That is Sir Robert, 780-496-0063. Yeah. Hope I'm not boring people with these probabilities. I, I seriously do find some of them uh, amusing, though. But, uh, good. you know, this website has been helpful over the years. I just, like, it, again, at what point do you say, if you're doing this, okay, you know what? We've simulated the season three million times. No, let's do 5.8 billion instead to really see what might happen. <laughs> so McClellan going to coach game number 1001 tomorrow night. Uh, Jay Woodcroft still early in his head coaching career, though, uh, he, of course, he was on the staff with McClellan in Detroit and San Jose and in Edmonton. Today, uh, Jim Matheson asked Woodcroft how he first, very first, very initially got into coaching. I started coaching when I was 13 years old, Matty. I was a uh, assistant or junior instructor at the Seneca College Hockey School, which uh, at the time um, produced not only a lot of really good players, but um, a lot of people in the hockey world came through that program. And um, I remember um, being influenced by some really good instructors. Uh, and I knew that uh, as I got into that age of being 13, 14 years old, that I wanted to be around that program for a few reasons. One, uh, it was a good summer job. Two, I had a passion uh, to pass on my love of the game to the next generation of players. And number three, it had the best skate in Toronto. So as a young hockey player, I knew that uh, I was going to be around some good players uh, to skate in the summertime with. Yeah, cool story there from Jay Woodcroft looking back on the very, very early days of his coaching career. Obviously, probably at that point, not exactly sure that it was going to turn out to be a career. Okay, we got to do the news and weather. Kelly Rudy's coming up. He'll have some thoughts on the Oilers and the Flames. Also on Nathan McKinnon getting injured in a fight. And like I said earlier, Dwayne DeRosario, Canadian soccer legend, is going to talk about the big qualification. He's on between 7 and 7.30. Thanks for checking out the show tonight. Talk to you in a few minutes. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.